Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Conversations on Conversations, where each week we explore a topic to help us have more powerful conversations with ourselves and with others. I'm your host, Sarah Noel Wilson. Now, before we get into part two of my conversation with Stephanie Chin, I have a favor. If you haven't, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast platform. The more reviews we have, the more visibility we can gain, and the more we can bring on amazing guests like Stephanie. So we appreciate you taking the time to do that. Now, let's get into part two of our conversation with Stephanie Chin. Now, this week, we're doing something a little bit different because we're actually going to role play a real situation, a real conversation that I'm having to wrestle with. And we're both going to take turns playing the person having to deliver the conversation. And we're doing this for a couple of reasons. One, it gives us a chance to show what it's like to wrestle with these conversations. And two, it helps you see how different people approach it so you can hear different language. So I'm so excited for you to hear part two of my conversation with Stephanie Chin. So for those of you who are listening right now, we're recording this just after uh, us in the U.S. celebrating Thanksgiving. So what I want to explore with Steph is to talk about knowing that there's going to be interactions coming up, not just with holidays, but just, you know, um, uh, social gatherings, right? Whether it's with family, whether it's with friends of just, you know, how how do we talk about When we have a need, and so my need is I want to have some expectations of how we're showing up, especially because COVID is still very much a thing. And um, so let's see, where where do I want to start with this? Do you want me to start with like telling the experience or do we want to talk about like scenarios that I'm anticipating that I struggle with? Let's start with the activity. Okay. Um, And uh, for folks who are listening, I really asked Sarah to struggle with me. Um, on this podcast so that we can demonstrate the work that it takes mm-hmm. um, and also the thoughtfulness behind consent. And so this is something we'll go into, but the, the, I love food analogies. So let me say, um, Sarah wants to agree what's on the menu when she meets up with folks, right? Mm-hmm. What do we agree to? Um, what are the things that we can expect? How do we get to shared expectations? Because so often we get into a place where we're already there. Somebody's already ordered for us and we found out we didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to try to figure out what's a good way that um, will help us in any conversation. But we often start with things like family and Thanksgiving and holidays and things like that. Because a lot of our the things that show up at work started at home yeah and um every holiday movie is about how your family is loving and drives you crazy um (laughs) and so it's a great context to talk about how do you set boundaries with the people who are honestly the most important people in your life Mm -hmm. um and you're the, the least likely to let them go and the most likely to keep them if they don't operate like you do, because mm-hmm. we choose our friends, we choose our workplaces, we choose where we live now, we don't choose who our family is. And so this is a great conversation to have. So Sarah, if you want to set us up yeah. with the scenario, yeah. and then you can uh, pretend like I'm a someone yeah. and start going. So the first yeah. would be 
like in preparation for coming together, particularly if mm-hmm. it's like we're all going to be staying at the same house for five days. So, you know, this is so I just to like level mm-hmm. set some some context that it isn't like, oh, we're going to get together for dinner and see each other for two to three hours. This is we're going to be existing in each other's space for four to five days you just want me to like, see, I feel like I've thought yeah. about this. So now I like so much now I have like better strategies. I feel like I need to be like, here's exactly how I messed it point. up the first time. <laughs> well, because you've thought about it, this will give folks language. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also don't have to respond nicely. <laughs> True. Truth. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I'll just like shut down. And be like, Okay. Um, but that's that's what you have to yeah. work through. Right. So yeah. the, the practice should always be harder. And this is me prepping you, yeah. right? The practice should always be harder than the actual. Mm. And that's what makes practice helpful. Because then once you go through it, you're like, oh, the real stuff is going to be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Steph, I know we're going to be, you know, staying at mom and dad's for, you know, four to five days. And I, you know, was hoping that we could talk about what kind of precautions we want to take to make sure that we're both coming into that space as safe as possible related to COVID. Would you be open to having that conversation? Where is this coming from? I mean, I don't want to get COVID again. <laughs> like that's, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I don't want to get it again. And mom and dad have largely avoided it. So I would like to do whatever we can to, to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would like is that if we would be willing to test ahead of time, I know that that's not 100% um, guaranteed that that means that we're negative, right? Things can always come up. But it just for me, it feels like if we can at least do everything we can, and then if we still get it, at least we did our best. Like, would that be okay with you all to test ahead of time? So um, what you're saying is if I test positive, you don't want to see me? I mean, if you test positive, I, yeah, I don't want to spend time with you in person. We can spend time virtually, but it's not about not wanting to see you. It's just about not wanting to. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't want to deal with losing three months of my life again like I did this summer. Oh, so are you like blaming me for that? No, I know I'm not. I'm just uh, I went through a really stressful situation and I don't want that to happen with us because you are really important to me and I, I want to avoid any kind of issues that could happen if we're not on the same page. No. OK. Um, how how do you want to do this? I mean, what I you know, and I'm happy Happy to send tests, buy tests, because I know they're not cheap because we, you know, live in America where nothing's covered medically. But uh, but if we just like just test ahead of time and and just let each other know what the what the results are. And then obviously, if like if if somebody comes down with something, we just we wear a mask, you know. Um, So I just I just want to say I I just really like to see you like I love to see your face. I love to give you a hug. So even if you get covid you know, I still want to see you. Like, if I get it, that's fine to me. Um, so I, I understand you want me to test, but like, come anyway. I just don't want to miss you. Mm. And I, I appreciate that. I I can't, I wouldn't be able to live with myself 
I would it would be too heavy of a like ethical thing. I would never want to expose somebody and I would never want them to go through what I've either gone through or what I've seen other people go through. So so I, while I appreciate that, it's like my act of love to keep those around me safe. And so I'm just I'm not if, if I was positive, I would stay home because I, I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself anyway. And it just I yeah, the, the risks of the risks that can come from long covid from personal experience are too great. And I care about you too much to take that risk with you. How do mom and dad feel about it? Well, you know, like they want to stay safe, but mom and dad aren't going to be the ones to enforce anything. So, you know, I think where they're at now is like, well, we're getting together. These are just the risks we take. Um, And that's, that's fine. But this is just where I'm at. Okay. So will you do it? (laughs) Sure. Send them to me. It's interesting. So there's people in my life. There's, you know, family, friends who I know I could have that conversation and it'd be super easy. Then, right. And then there's people with whom I don't know. So for the listeners, it sounds like we're outside of the scenario. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Now I'm outside of the scenario. Thank you. No, wait, 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 wait. Let's finish it. Let's wrap it up completely. Uh, I, I really appreciate you doing this. It, uh, it means a lot to me that you're willing to do this. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that you're willing to meet me where I'm at so that we can. Well, I love you. I'd do anything for you. No, I love you, too. And this is where the theater person in me is like, and scene. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like, let's unpack some of this, right? Yeah. It's interesting because like, I mean, obviously like role playing, even as somebody who does theater and improvisation, it's super uncomfortable, but it is so valuable. But what I was reflecting is there are people who it's like, hey, we're going to test, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've already got my bot, you know, or Mm -hmm. they're sending me the picture before I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there are people with whom you're like, "Ah, I don't, you know, like. Especially when when we were taking a lot more precautions, it was like and, you know, and then and then there are people with whom you're like, are they going to is this going to be a thing? Because it's been a thing in the Mm -hmm. past. And and how do we navigate that? Well, I'm going to inject some regionality in this, although this is broad strokes. Um, I was living in San Francisco during the pandemic, which is very shut down. Right. And very like we're not meeting up with each other. We're only meeting up like very cautious and very um, judgy of people who didn't get a vaccine. Um, And then I have family in Ohio where there are some precautions and my family certainly were all on the same page, which is very lucky, but like Ohio's generally no masks. Yeah. Walk around, no issues and um, different people's comfort levels really have to be negotiated much more in spaces where there's a variety of responses yeah um and i think especially during the pandemic it has been very easy to uh take things personally like oh so you don't want to see me then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but i want to see you and i'm willing to risk Mm -hmm. it right and that's why i injected that because Mm. it can feel like a rejection of the time spent Mm -hmm. um and a part of me wonders if um, you want to emphasize in this conversation, like, I really want to spend quality time with yeah. you where I'm not worried about getting yeah. sick. 
And I just don't feel like I can do that if we don't do some of these things mm-hmm. because because um, I'm worried now. Yeah. Right? Like I'm literally worried about getting COVID. But it's also not just COVID. Right. Right. Um, and you didn't raise that in the conversation of like, hey, one of the things I've just realized is there's so many t- other times we can see each other. <laughs> right. Um, if someone's sick, there's... Um, Let's not let's avoid the public health hazard of someone else getting it. Right? Yeah. We see it with all the preschoolers. They get they send it to everyone. Sure. Yeah. Everyone gets it. Right. Um, and I like to inject some humor in that, mm-hmm. too. Right. Like my nephew's in kindergarten, so he's getting everyone sick all over the place. Well, let's not spread that around. Yeah. Right. It's um, yeah, it's it's interesting yeah. because like when it comes to, you know, like asking people to put on masks like that's something mm-hmm. You know, that and, and I'll just say this and I and I, I'm really I appreciate that you spoke to the regionality. So for people who are listening mm-hmm. from other countries, so I'm based in Iowa, Iowa was very much you're on your own. And for the vast majority, the majority of people, even during the heat of the pandemic, like in the worst of it, we're not wearing masks. And um, and so 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 then you feel isolated and you feel like I felt, you know, like excluded, mm-hmm. isolated, and not knowing. Whereas when I got together with friends from other cities, it was like, why are we even, you don't even need to ask me this. Of mm-hmm. course, this is what we're going to do. So I think that's, I appreciate you bringing in that context so people understand my scenario. And yeah, I mean, you're, you know, like, I feel like I feel like every time I go home, there's this like, and I can exist with you wearing a mask and I can, and we can sit and chat and I can, still coexist with you and we can do a lot of similar things like if we know that it's not positive mm-hmm. like there's a lot we can do and you know and and something that I do share with like folks is I used to be sick all the time and when I say mm-hmm. that I mean I would probably spend 4 to 6 months out of the year dealing with some kind of sinus infection some kind of cold some kind of whatever right cuz I traveled a lot I mean like and I'm with folks when, you know, you talk about kids mm-hmm. and I know you have yeah. right nibblings too. Anytime you go home for the holidays, Nick and I are just like, we know we're leaving sick. Like this is just like, we don't hang yeah. out with a three-year-old and we don't pick something up, but just this like a new rule. I mean, like that's part of it mm-hmm. too. And one of the things I want to share with folks that was, I think is such an important concept that you're bringing to this work that um, is that idea of consent, Right. Consent Mm -hmm. in having the conversation, consent in how we move forward and like, you know, because it's so often we think about consent only in terms of sexual intimacy. And while it's really critical there, I've been really pondering that since you first brought that up in a previous conversation Mm -hmm. of, you know, realizing that the situation in which I caught COVID, I assumed like I assumed agreement and consent of how we are going to exist and and mm-hmm. and that was an assumption I made that was inaccurate. And so I'd I'd love to like I want I'm, I would love to hear more from you about that idea because I I you mm-hmm. know as somebody who studies relationships and conversations yeah. and how do we have difficult conversations. It was the first time I've come across somebody talking about the idea of consent in non-sexual situations, and I think it's such yeah. an important perspective. Yeah. Um, well, and like consent ends up being very tricky because uh, you want two consenting partners, right? Yeah. And what does that look like? And who wants to have what conversation? 
Um, and I was just um, a presenter on uh, ERG um, meeting for a company. And the way I spoke of it was like, if you're sharing a bowl of food, like you're sharing a conversation. Mm. If I spice it up to my level and you don't like spicy, that's not fair to you. Mm. If you have to like eat something that's too spicy for you, right? Um, also, if I just leave it bland and I don't get it, enjoy it mm-hmm. because we don't have the same spice level. How do we figure out how to like get two side mm. bowls and I can add the spice or whatever that looks like? Or, you know, how do we make it in a way that we both agree on what what's going to happen. And um, consent is really important to to um, just be clear, yeah. right? So I'm going to go back to clear and caring. Mm-hmm. What are we trying to do? What are we trying to say? What's important? We all have assumptions. Like I always go back to the game of telephone from childhood, which I don't know if kids play now. I doubt it. But uh, telestration. Telestration. I was going to say we just had a, a game, healthy game of telestration. Right? It's yep. a game. <laughs> But like, is also never <laughs> does someone get exactly the same message yeah. that you sent. And so the check back is really important. Mm-hmm. And so the importance of consent is, I want to have this conversation. Or do you? Are you in a place mm-hmm. to? Uh, but I've also brought up to some folks, like, who usually gets to control when they have yeah. the conversations, mm-hmm. right? Those with more power. And so, yes, consent and... If you tend to be someone who gets to have the conversations you want to have when you want to have them, try having some more conversations where you don't, mm. right? Mm. And you 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 let the other person lead, especially a person who you have noticed in other interactions, other people don't consent to hearing mm. because we're missing a lot in those conversations. Mm. Uh, but I think the importance of it is... Um, you're not going to have the conversation you want to have if I don't want to have it with you. Mm-hmm. So there is no conversation without my willing participation. It's just you talking at me mm. or doing something to me mm. um, and vice versa, right? And so the importance of consent is it's not a productive conversation if one of us is unwilling yeah. in it. It's, I mean, and that's, you know, right? The like, would you be open to like we, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, and, 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 and so I'll just give, I'll give a little bit of, of just like high, very high level, like background on, on the scenario that happened with us was going on vacation with family, right? We're all staying in a cabin together, thinking that we were in agreement with what precautions we are going to take or what precautions we are going to take when somebody gets sick. And, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll own that I wasn't as clear in my concern, mm-hmm. Um, for a number of reasons, both internal and managing external relationships, right? I mean, and this is part of the, when you have a culture of avoidance and, and, and avoidance, and when I say avoidance, avoidance isn't just difficult conversations. It can also be avoidance of any kind of intimate conversation, any, even just as simple as saying, I love you and I care about Mm -hmm. you. Right. Um, and and there, you know, the the in our situation, it wasn't just that we got COVID. It was how it was treated. It was how, you know, we felt like we were treated and the precautions that wasn't taken. And there needed to be a conversation afterwards because the dan- there was some pretty significant damage done to the relationship. And 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 that was something that we were very thoughtful about. Like, 
how can we have this conversation in a way that we'll both feel good about it? You know, it could have been really easy to lash out and be like, well, you did this and you did this and you did this. And it was like, no, we really, we do value you. Like, you know, you talked about the email, like that was the yeah. circumstance where it was like, we, yeah. we, I can't have that conversation right now. I'm too angry still. Yeah. And I'm weak. <laughs> like I'm weak from having mm-hmm. really pretty, pretty serious COVID and I'm, and I'm too angry. And and finding a place and, you know, and so with this particular family member, it was like, I just want it to be right. This person and this person, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. then like, let's meet in the middle. And I think that that is something that I've learned on my journey uh, and why I really resonate and appreciate that language of consent is so often, I mean, like you said, it's like you're, you either are talking at someone, someone's unwilling, they're not ready or we're avoiding it. Right. And, you know, and then da- we're leaving and damage is done. Um, but that also just goes back to that first point you made of like when we can come from a place of care and again, like reminding ourselves, I care about this person. I care about you. I care about our relationship. I care about your ability to grow, um, is so, is so important. And I, and I want to make sure that we don't roll over. I mean, there's, you know, that I think that's a really provocative and important challenge you put out. So I don't want to miss it of if you're somebody who often gets to drive the conversation, if you're somebody who, right, like if you're a manager, like look at your, look at your world. There's places in my life where I know I can drive the conversations and there's places where I don't feel like I can. And I love that challenge that you put out of like, don't (laughs) like, and, and really seek out who are the people that people aren't listening to which goes back to your point that you made earlier, which is relationships are a privilege that can get us access to things that can impact how we feel about ourselves, that can impact our access to opportunities and all of that. So I, I wanted to make sure that we didn't lose lose that really important challenge of how do we how do we step into different roles than we're used to stepping into. We'll be back with Stephanie Chin in a moment. So can I try the exercise? Yeah. And then let's let's recap on uh, what we like about what each one did. So Sarah, I'm so excited. So scene starting. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, Sarah, I'm so excited to see you for the holidays. I'm excited we're going to get to spend a bunch of days together. It's been too uh, long. How are you feeling? Good. It's been too long. I can't wait. I got yeah. the dips made. Yeah. You know? There you go. Mm-hmm. I'll eat them. I've got the mouth. Um, so I, there are a couple of things that I was thinking about just to like, you know me, I'm a worrier. Mm. So do you mind um, if we talk about some things uh, so that I can like come in feeling just as excited as I'm feeling right now? Mm. Yeah, sure. What's on your mind? Yeah. Cue, cue um, my inner, my inner like, oh shit, what's coming? Like, like Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, and I, um say that because I, I want you to be prepared for this conversation but it's not a big deal it's really just you know last time I got really sick mm. and I really don't want to be sick or get anyone else sick and I also want to check with other folks about how they feel if someone gets sick um how do you feel about um what that process looks like uh given last time and um how things turned out 
I mean, you know, that's kind of the risk we take when we get together stuff. I mean, we're all agreeing to be together. And so part of that is accepting that we might get sick as a result. Um, well, I um, so appreciate the time that we have together. And I don't think that we have to see each other only because it's the holidays, but we can see each other when we're well. And I don't want to be someone who gets someone sick. I have this really big fear of being patient zero. I actually know someone who is patient zero um, of a, of, do you remember the swine flu? Yeah. When I was in grad school, I had, I, I knew the student who brought it to the school. And so I just have this fear of like spreading it around and like, I worry about mom and dad and I don't want to be the person who brings it to them. Um, or other people that I interact with. And like, I also don't want to get it if I can see you another time when everyone's feeling healthy. And so I was really hoping uh, that we could all um, test just to like, give ourselves some peace of mind and give me some peace of mind. Uh, If we could test the day before we arrive and send everyone funny pictures like next to our silly faces of our test results so that um if someone's sick i might uh just decide to come meet up with y'all another time um i mean i know i've got the sniffles right now but i'm sure it's just allergies i mean it's just allergies and there's no harm in checking right like because we never know um and I have a bunch of work trips coming up Mm -hmm. and I don't want to give it to someone else. I just um, am just very aware of that. And I think um, I'm a little bit nervous for our parents as well. So do you feel like it's a big deal to check um, and to uh, just take a test the day before so that we have a little bit more information going in? And um, but what I'm thinking right now is if someone happens to be sick, I will probably opt out I'll still send whatever I was supposed to send in but um in order to keep everyone safe and then let's like reschedule to another time when folks are feeling better um how do you feel about that yeah I mean if that's if that's what you need to feel better that's fine yeah um do you want me to send you some tests because I'm I'm running out anyway so I can drop some at your door and I have a couple treats for you at as well I mean I love chocolate so I'll take bribe no yeah that would be great thank you Sounds great. Well, I will see you soon. I look forward to it. I'll talk to you later. Bye. You know, I was like really quickly, I was in my head. I was just like, one, those are real things that have been responses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then it's the like, uh, you're just overreacting. Yeah. Like, how would you, how would you, okay, let's, let's, let's take it back a second. Oh, I'm totally the overreactor in my family. Oh yeah. No, I am too. We all know it. Right. It's like. You're just and like, overreacting. And it's like, maybe. And well, this is who I am. Yeah. Right. This is what's important to me. Yeah. And like, I really love you. And I'm really excited to see you. And like, we all have different tolerances. And that's one of the things my family's been on a journey on, too, mm-hmm. is like, I think when I was younger, there was kind of this like, why are you responding so big? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there was not an understanding, not a context for understanding. We didn't have social emotional learning when I was growing right. up. Um, and I have big emotions and big feelings um, in positive, like, in, I shouldn't say positive, but like in happy ways, like I have the roller coaster sure. of feelings and more of my siblings are more steady. Sure. And so um, just being like, this is who I am. And like, 
I appreciate that you'll do this thing for me because I love you and this is important to me. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes you're not going to get the responses you want. Like it would have been totally okay if the other person said, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. And I were to say, okay, I'm not going to come this time, yeah. but I'd love to see you outdoors when the weather's nicer because Iowa and Cleveland are both cold in the winter. It's a, uh, right. Yeah, no, it's, and, and it's interesting too, like in those moments from the standpoint of one of the things I have to work through or have, have had mm-hmm. to work through for sure is, um, really just owning these are my needs and being okay that your comfort, your needs are, or even your values are different because yeah. there are times when it, it felt personal of like, you don't care enough about me or mm-hmm. the family to take yeah. even the basic precautions and like staying anchored yeah. in like, this is just what I need. And, mm-hmm. and setting that boundary and being okay with yeah. that boundary. And, you know, and it's, and, and, boundaries depending on your family your history can be really scary you know but I think that Mm -hmm. that you know I mean there's a couple of things that you said that I think were really lovely of um you know me I'm a worrier because because sometimes Mm -hmm. there 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 can be value of like I don't want to say playing lower status that's not what it is but Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know what the right language is it's owning that I am not like everyone else, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's it's identifying who you are and you can call it whatever you want. But one of the reasons why I love like assessment, personality assessments, which uh, I can quibble about any of them. But what I like is it creates the shared expectation of, I know I have concerns you don't have. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. And like, I'm not saying you have to have those yeah. concerns yeah. or that you have to agree with my concerns. I just have them. Yeah. And you know that I have them. You know that it will be hard for me to participate if they are not honored. And we can all love each other in our own ways and have different needs. Uh, but um, I don't like pepper soup that's super spicy, right? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. is not, it's not a value judgment. And I think very often we do take it as a value mm-hmm. judgment of the people that we love, totally. right? That's what all the holiday mm-hmm. movies are about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, you're not like me. And so there, you either judge who I am, mm. right? You don't like it. So because you've chosen to be something else, you don't think it's a good thing for me to be. But instead, it's good for you, not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Don't yuck someone else's yum, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know that this is something that's important to me. I worry about this stuff. And I did. So I opted out of uh, family holidays for the first time in my entire life. I didn't go home for some family mm-hmm. holidays. Mm-hmm. And the whole family was like, come anyway like right and like in a loving way and I was like you know what if I fly there and I get especially one of our older family members or one of our young one of the kids one of the babies sick I will feel bad yeah and I don't want to be put in that position not to mention all all the experiences that I've seen you go through with the COVID response and like how it has continues to make you feel tired Mm -hmm. so all of those things together these are these are the things I own as a part of myself and I appreciate that you're there for me and with me Mm. um versus we should all believe this thing which I think 
I, I love San Francisco. I've lived there many, many years. San Francisco's are kind of like, how could you not have our value system? There must be something wrong with you. I, I, think, right? I think as humans, we get into that. I mean, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I hear that. It's just like, right? It's the whole my yeah. island versus your, like, duh, my yeah. preferences are great for me. Yeah. And so they must be great for other people. And I think that that's a good, that's a really good check and a good practice of, how do we own our needs and our values without making like judgments mm-hmm. or expectations? And that, and that, I mean, that was hard. That was real hard, like in the heat of it mm-hmm. for both Nick and I to be like, yeah. are we, are we, are, are we the crazy, like, are we in a, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, feeling a little bit gaslit? Um, like, is there, like, is there something wrong with my value system? Yeah. You know, and, and also yeah. being frustrated of just like, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily to relive that, but that, but, but that, but, but then you can insert that into whatever scenario, right? Like that happens. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that you, that you brought up and you brought it up in mind too. And I want to like, I think it's a really great perspective and practice to think about is examining the language I would use is, is it a rule or a possibility? And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you brought up like, Hey, and if we don't get together for Christmas or whatever holiday, like if we don't get together, Mm -hmm. we can still see each other in other ways, or we can still. And I think that sometimes that becomes a trap too, of we, especially again, when we think about traditions and rituals, whether they're at work, whether they're in our family, whether they're with friends is we, they can feel so permanent Mm -hmm. when they're not necessarily, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely something we're navigating is like, w- like my immediate mm-hmm. family has been have been able to have a very like, consistent tradition around Christmas. And mm-hmm. now it's changing because the family's changing. And that has caused, mm-hmm. right, some tensions around it. But so I, I wanted to name that, like, yeah. speaking, almost speaking to and challenging. This isn't a rule that this is the only way we get to spend time together. Even around, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's a holiday or, yeah. you know. Well, I just want to say that practicing with someone, no matter who else, helps you be ready. Yeah. And too many times we're nervous about a conversation and we just talk about it mm-hmm. in a way that is helpful, but is not as helpful as starting to use words. Because that's where people who want um, mm. a script mm-hmm. We'll start to come around. Here's the types of things I want to say. Or, ooh, I really liked it when you said that. Yeah. And so I wanted, I wanted like bring some of that into whatever conversation. You get new ideas when you do it with new people. That's one of the particular values of role play um, is you hear the way someone else says something, you're like, I want to say something like that. That's great. And I never would have thought of it without doing it as an interaction with someone else. That is different from, oh, have you thought about blah, 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 blah. All right. That's a, no, that's a really great point. Um, and it like it allows you to be messy, mm-hmm. you know, and and especially if you can be with somebody who's like, hey, give me some rough like <laughs> reactions yeah. and like let me, you know, because that's part part of it, too, is, you know, we we, we use the term like holding steady. Right. Meaning, mm-hmm. how do I sit in my discomfort right now? How do I sit in mm-hmm. my I, whatever it is like? I want to just fly out of here. I just want to yeah. like freeze yeah. or I want to, you know, but like, how do yeah. I stay anchored in this mm-hmm. moment? And and that is one thing that practicing with someone can also give you is not only helping you the words, but like, how do I 
work through right the the emotions yeah. of even what it's like to to talk about this um and i'm a big name it like from coactive coaching yeah. right their their ideas so like I'm going to show up a little messy. Is that okay with mm-hmm. you? Right? Like, yeah. I don't know exactly what I want to say, but I know this is important, but I know you're more important than this. Um, and I'll say that, like, my family loves being right. Um, right? Like, the, hey, I think it's this, or I think it's that. This is the memory. Let's Google it to find out who's right. Like, <laughs> sure. lo- love the triumph <laughs> of being like, yeah, my memory was the best. But relationships aren't about that yeah it's about like how how we're probably both right yeah but we are, we're looking at it from different angles and um how how you honor that space is really hard when you're also challenging something that is very different mm-hmm. um within it but often i find that like what's based within the tradition or the action is different from what the surface action is, mm-hmm. right? So it's a tradition that we all come together on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Could be, it's a tradition that we all find time for each other. Yeah. Does it have to be Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. Or um, we do a Zoom call, which a lot of families did. Um, and you can still have time with each other. Actually, like my family has this massive group chain text that has the highest level of engagement yeah. we ever have had, <laughs> right? Because after we all moved away from each other, we were never part of each other's dailies. And yeah. so we only saw each other at the holidays. But now that we have this group text, we, I get 50 texts a day. Like it's 10 people or more on the text. If, if a couple people send something, it ends up being this whole sure. conversation. <laughs> it can sound like it's ringing, right? But the connection is the tradition. Yeah. The how can change. Yeah. So, like, I try to think of it that way of, mm-hmm. like, there's the activities of the tradition, but what is the core mm-hmm. of the tradition mm-hmm. is how you find space and time for each other. It's No, that, that resonates real deeply with me right now because, like, as we're examining basically moving from an entire lifetime of being able to be together on Christmas Day. I mean, it's very fortunate. Mm-hmm. As big as my family is, we've been able to navigate that. Well, you know, now we have family who lives away, who has littles, who, yeah. right, you know, will be traveling to the the other side, right, across country. Mm-hmm. And, and I just had that aha this weekend of like, what what is it that we love to do? Because we can do mm-hmm. that whenever. Let's just like, yeah. like, what do we love? Like, what do we really want to do together like ultimately it's that we want to spend time together have time to play games and right like Mm -hmm. enjoy a meal together but mainly it's it's time so then it's just like okay great so let's find another date Mm -hmm. that we can do that and navigate that and i and i think that that you know again that that is a practice that i mean we're, we're applying it to something that's very clear right like holidays and how do we spend time Mm -hmm. together but you can apply that to lots of situations of again like what is it that we're really wanting what is it that we really need in this moment what what are limitations we're putting on that so we can meet each other in the moment I, i love your analogy of like we're sharing soup right and if mm-hmm. it's too yeah. it's too spicy or um or not enough. Someone doesn't like okra. Right. Or, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting. Yeah. It's, so it's, I had a quick side note, but you were yeah. talking about like the example of, you know, I want to, I want to be able to like 
order with you. I don't want to show up and have mm-hmm. it ordered. I mean, like I, yeah. I had a situation where culturally where we were in the country where we were, that was very, mm-hmm. the problem is everything that got ordered could kill me with my shellfish allergy. And so then it was like, yeah. shit, like, I don't want to be the yeah. like picky. I'm not trying yeah. to be picky, but I can't, I will literally yeah. die yeah. if I eat any yeah. of this. Like, can yeah. I? Yeah. I need something well, like, else. <laughs> I was recently asked the question. I get asked this question a lot. Like, how do you help people who aren't ready for the spicy conversations? Mm. And what I often say is one-on-one, almost everyone I talk to is ready for spicy conversations. They just don't want me to spice their meal. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sure. They want to choose, right? So yeah. when we talk about the menu and consent, mm choice is an important element if it feels like something is being forced upon us which is i think part of the elements of what was hard for you when you got sick Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there was no choice of yours involved to opt in or opt out yeah right um and that is tough for folks but most people aren't thinking about the world that way when they're interacting with folks so they're just not slowing that down to be like oh is this an opt-in opt-out position there is this assumption that's built in yeah um, and so it, it really is slowing down and being more cautious and conscientious about how other folks are going to respond. And like the fact that your worldview is not the only one out there. Yeah. And I think, yeah. yeah. And I think the other, you know, the other thing I just want to name that I think you do really well is like, you also create an invitation, right? Like yeah. that there are times when, and that's something that I've learned from you that I, you know, do with my clients or right. Like a, it reinforces things that I've known. And it's just this like, Hey, I want to explore this with you. Can we, can we talk about mm-hmm. this? And then, and again, that goes back to that opting in and opting out. So people aren't caught by surprise. They aren't. And again, this doesn't, this can be, this can be something that's difficult and a conflict or a disagreement or a a hurt between two people, but this can also just go to, I mean, this is something that we're continuing to try to, when I say we, like Nick and I, we're like talking a lot about gender roles and we're talking about intimacy and like, Mm -hmm. and how, how, like how, you know, how to have more conversations, like, you know, men to men, man to man, Mm -hmm. from the standpoint of like, Mm -hmm. how do we talk about our emotions? Like, I mean, and it can be conversations that, so I think like, I, I want to just like, brought broaden it for folks because mm-hmm. those you know the it doesn't always mean a disagreement it often can mean a dis but it doesn't have to yeah. and so yeah. like that that idea of an invitation one like readies yourself to be what i love about it as a practice is it reminds you that they have a different perspective than you it reminds you to be open to their perspective, right? It mm-hmm. puts you into more of that curiosity place um, because it isn't just you coming and telling. And I think that yeah. that, like these these little, they may seem really simple, but they're so powerful because so many of us, that's not how we interact. And it's like- Well, if you ever want to know what's on someone's mind, you can just be like, hey, how you doing? Hmm. Right. Um, And one of the things I talk about in leadership is, you know, so many leaders were raised on the like, I have an open door policy. Anyone can come in. And I go, who comes in? Yeah. (laughs) Does anyone? No, no one comes in. So when people do approach you, when do they do it? Oh, it's when you're out somewhere outside of your office. Yeah. Have you thought about spending more time there? Yeah. And they're like, no. (laughs) 
And I spend a lot of my time knocking on doors with invitations to join. Yeah. Right. Um, and it is amazing how many people jump on board mm. when they're invited to join. Yeah. And when they know they'll be heard. Right. Like, and just like, I really want to hear your perspective and listening to it and all of that. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're going to listen and do something about it mm. and say that I matter mm. and say that I'm valuable when I haven't felt very valued. Mm. Yeah. And like, uh, there's a lot of things to learn in the workspace around, you know, people, I have had this tremendous career of long relationships with different people throughout my career that I can go back to. And I maintain those relationships because people always knew I cared. Mm. I care about the work and about them as individuals. And I want them to do better work, not because they're coming from a place of deficit, but I'm like, what is your level up program? Mm, like mm -hmm. everybody wants to go up to the next Super Mario level. Mm -hmm. They don't want to just stay in the same one, whatever that means to them. Um, and so it's the listening, right? And so if you notice a lot of the things that I wanted to say when I practiced with you was, how do you think? What do you mm -hmm. feel? What are the, mm -hmm. it's more listening than telling mm -hmm. or saying, mm -hmm. but um, creating that space to be like, this is important to me. Is it important to mm -hmm. you? Um, and mm -hmm. I am. I do have a little card that I'm happy to share with you and your listeners that people can even print out, put it. Um, it's the size of a credit card so that you can put it in your credit card holders behind your phones if you like. This is my niece's artwork. <laughs> um, and it really is just about like making things easier and making people – what I find is very often what it is is pent-up demand to, for a conversation that – um, people are just waiting for someone to invite yeah. them to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we will, we will definitely post that resource that you're talking about. Cause it's, yeah. it lists a couple of really, really great like statements and questions and things you can be thinking about in the show notes. And then, I mean, we're, we're coming up on our time stuff and this yeah. has been an absolute treat. It's been a long time coming. I mean, we could, we mm -hmm. have lots of episodes in us. So this isn't the last you're going to be hearing. Yep from from stephanie for sure but but as we wind down our time i want to um, ask you yeah. to share with us the question that we ask everyone what's a conversation you've had with yourself or with someone else that was transformative well i already spoke to one which is really the like how you say things mm. can mm. invite someone mm. into a conversation or not and i make the reference point of i knew a guy who just said things poorly but had really good intentions. But he'd be like, Stephanie, you don't look good in a dress. You look good in pants. Wear more pants. And, like, he should have just said, like, I love you in pants. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that could have been it. And it so, like, um, that has been a really big point for me as well as, you know, if we use Myers-Briggs, I'm natural in IS. Uh, TJ, but really the value of people's feelings and how we should think about those has been another really transformative thing. Mm. Like how people feel about something really predicts more mm. about how they're going to respond than how they think about mm. something. Mm. Love that. For yeah. people who are listening and who are like, I want to have more spice in my conversations. What's yeah. the best way to connect with you? Um, so on my LinkedIn profile, which is Stephanie Chin, um, chief of spice at spicy conversations, uh, people can schedule time with me on my Calendly for free. 
for ease. I love talking with folks and really everything's about listening as the leader. Um, and you can follow my content along that way or on Facebook. I'm actually in the process. Previously, all of my work has been with people I already knew and I'm starting to build a brand around it. And so I'll be building more things, but that's great. My Twitter is Chin Thoughts, um, and I'm building out the Spicy Conversations one, um, and there's a Facebook page as well. So there's going to be multiple places in social media that folks can connect with me. Um, and the easiest thing is if you want to talk and we've never talked before, schedule time using my calendar, which is directly linked on my LinkedIn profile. Beautiful. We'll post all of those. Yeah. And just to reiterate, when she says, yeah, no, just do it, she means it. Yeah particularly young professionals who don't do it because you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, good call out. Stephanie, you, you have been a treat today and a gift in my life. And I'm so excited that we got to be in conversation today and to introduce our listeners to you. And I look forward to future conversations and thank you so deeply for the impact that you continue to have on me and engaging in these conversations together. But thank you for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to more spicy conversations with you. Our guest this week has been Stephanie Chin as we complete our two-part series on having spicy conversations. There's so many notes that I took and a couple that are standing out for me is one, just reminding ourselves that we may never know the whole story of what someone's bringing to the table. And the other is just that how do we how do I continue to invite people into conversations? And we'd love to hear what resonated for you. What are you thinking or doing differently as a result of our time together? So you can reach out to us at podcast at com, or you can find me on social media where my DMs are always open. And if you'd like to find out more about our work and how we can help your team have the conversations that matter, check us out at sarahnolanwilson.com. Also, if you haven't, pick up a copy of my latest book, Don't Feed the Elephants, wherever books are sold. And if you'd like to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. First, rate and review and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. This can be Apple's podcast, this could be Spotify, this could be Google. But the more reviews we get, the more we show up and the more we can invite amazing guests like Stephanie. So please make sure to rate and review the show if you haven't already. Also, you can become a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash conversations on conversations where your financial support will support the team that makes this podcast possible. Speaking of the team, I want to give a big shout out to our incredible group that makes this podcast possible to our producer, Nick Wilson, sound editor, Drew Knoll, transcriptionist, Becky Reinert, marketing consultant, Caitlin Summit Nelson, and the rest of the Snowco crew. And just a big final thank you to Stephanie Chin for joining us and suggesting that we did a real-time role play so that we could show people what it looks like to struggle through it and the value of being able to talk out a conversation before you have it. This has been Conversations on Conversations. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, when we can change the conversations we have with ourselves and others, we can change the world. So with that, please be well, rest, rehydrate, and we'll see you again next week.